There are so many stories in our church of hope, forgiveness, and God moving in people's lives. I created this podcast to tell those stories, and I can't wait. Let's get started. Hey guys, before I get started on this episode, um, I just wanted to jump in and tell you that this was such an awesome interview um, with Big Ansel, but I kind of wanted to just let you all in, kind of bring you in a little bit more intimate setting for it. Um, This was a very emotional interview for Ansel, and um, there were many times where there's going to be pauses where I had to do some edits um, just because of the sheer emotion in, in him and the emotion that he brought up in me. Um, it's such a great story from him, and which is why I really started this podcast because I wanted to get these stories. Um, but I wanted you all to understand why it's a little bit different, why I kind of let him um, talk a little bit more. Um, his, his story is such an amazing story of... Uh, forgiveness and just you know from death to life and you're going to hear Ansel talk about himself kind of in the third person and he does this on purpose um I actually talked spoke to him after the podcast stopped um he talks about himself like that because he doesn't he doesn't recognize the man that he used to be um he kind of says you know I, I put that I put that old man in the ground and it's it's so awesome to have that piece of information that I wanted to give it to you all so you can kind of have it as you're listening to it. Um, but this was so good to be able to sit down with him and talk to him. Such an awesome person and such an inspiration in my life. And I hope that it comes across to you guys of how awesome these few minutes that I got to spend with him was. Um, the emotion that he had when he was talking about him getting saved and his life changing. Such an awesome man, such an awesome story. And God is so good. God is so great to see what he, what Ansel was to what he is now. We all know him as, you know, the Ansel we've all known for the last 10 years. But it was so awesome to be able to hear him speak. And I kind of just wanted to give you all an insight on the episode before we start it. But thank you guys so much for listening, and I really hope you enjoy this. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. This is episode five of the series, Getting to Know Your Church. And I promised you all a special guest this week, and we absolutely have a special guest with us tonight. We have, as we call him, Big Ansel, but he is (laughs) Ansel Presnell Sr., um, you might know that name. That is Ansel Presnell Jr.'s father, and we are so glad to have him. He's been such an inspiration to me, and not just me, this whole entire church. Uh, but we are so excited to be able to ask him some questions and get to know him a little bit better. So, Ansel, let's just jump right into it. What do you say? Okay. Let's see. Let's uh, let's start. Tell me about your tell me about your childhood and where you grew up and what your church experience was when you were younger. Well, I was uh, born to uh, Bertha and John Presnell. Uh, we was raised back in Wanted Mountain. A lot of my life was raised back there. And then uh, Dad uh, moved to Mare 
down into Irvin, and I don't, he didn't stay down there for about six months, and uh, ended up going back up on the mountain, and uh, was raised out of church. I mean, now my mother loved me, and my daddy loved me, but uh, we 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 wasn't in church. My grandmother was a godly woman, and I had an uncle was a, a godly man and that was the first impression that I ever heard and knew of God but I didn't know him anyway but just as that way and my my grandmother no doubt had prayed many prayer for me my uncle mm -hmm. no doubt had prayed a many prayer for me but we were raised raised very poor very poor and back those days this is back in the late 40s you didn't have the stuff that you have now it just uh, it just wasn't there I mean if you didn't work you didn't have and uh, I tell my youngins and stuff as I was raising my we we took our our food with us I mean you you didn't have uh, store bread you you took biscuits uh, <laughs> potato cake in between it or jelly or yeah or something like that you know but but the thing about it was in the schools there was uh, there was not a day went by that that they didn't open up with the word of god and prayer somebody somebody uh, they would ask somebody to either you know lead now mm -hmm. that didn't mean a thing to me at that time. Yeah, but uh, down through time, God uh, really you know made an impact later yeah. in my life. Uh, and uh, as time went on, you know, you go on down through through life, and then begin to get into early teenager and my life really started really going going bad now my mother like I say my daddy loved me loved us of course there's 16 of us youngins oh wow and uh, two miscarriage outside of that but uh, so but I had to re go ahead brother so you had a full house absolutely yeah. full house <laughs> and uh what were the uh, age ranges like from what to like the what was the difference between the oldest and the youngest 20 years oh wow yeah, okay 20 years uh lord he was the oldest uh, and dean's the baby okay yeah and, uh, and uh, vanessa is the baby though okay okay now is there anything there? Just, yeah, um, I know, I know a little bit from what you've shared, you know, through the years of being around you. But can you tell me a little bit more about, you know, the time of your life? Like you said, like you were getting getting into like your teenage years. Can you tell me just a little bit more about your well, life? Well, I, I started rebelling. Uh, you grow up. You 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 grow up with friends. I mean, you're real young, and and you you, you get with them, and you 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 want to be with them. Which you, your life is pitched off another way, where they moved, you know, and 
and that uh, that got me to just rebelling and 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 that that way and then as time goes on uh by the time i was when i was 15 year old uh i really got in some some bad stuff uh and uh really started serving time uh, from that point. Mm-hmm. And to be, it, it's, I'm going to tell you about a man I knew. Mm-hmm. This man no longer exists. But uh, when a 15-year-old, I, he ended up in the form school. And he stayed there a while and and did I? He got in trouble there, even form school. A lot of, a lot of things went on there too. And this, uh, you, you're talking back in, the, in the, the 50s, late mm-hmm. 50s. And but then you you go on from that point, and you, you're in and out, and then you you get with more people. And you gain, you think you're gaining more friends, and and, and from all sorts. But then you you uh, you build up a a fast track. I'll put it that way. And, I understand that, brother. And uh, and then you you get an icon going and people looking and then it builds up to more and more and then then you end up uh, uh, two 1129s and uh, as time goes on then you go through that and then 59 you make escape from that point and go to a another part of life and you're out just a little while and then you're back in again and this more a long time more, more arrangement and from the time i was 15 year old really uh to the time i was 27 year old i was really confined a lot of a lot of pain i put through my my family, my mother, my daddy, my sisters, my brother. Then go on from that, then we get out of 68, and of course you're in the fast move, and you're still well known from, mm-hmm. and I, I don't want to get into a lot of the stuff, Time goes on, you you know, and then I, you meet these and you met that, and I'm talking about, you know. Oh, yeah. And then, then I met my wife. That was uh, actually my next question is, uh, when did you meet Essie? And... I, 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 I met Essie in, uh, in the late, the late part of '60. 69 I mm-hmm. believe it was and we went together for she was 
very young, very young. I was 27 year old, and she was she was uh, 15 when I met her, and then we got married when she was 16, and uh, was you know as time went on we started a family. But I was wild uh, in that fast fast lane, and, mm-hmm. and uh, had run into through time and had run into certain things and uh, and then uh, I was out one time with uh, I think it was probably about five of us maybe six of us in a car to drinking I was married had had two had Angela and Mona then and got to and this guy started shooting in the car, uh, which I'd went to see my aunt and mm-hmm. all the rest of them. It was just, just drunk, drunk, bunch oh, of drunks. Yeah. And uh, he, uh, whatever the problem was, didn't know it, didn't even know who he was yeah. at the time. And he, he, st- he started shooting the car, and, and uh, this other person was driving, and I said, Turn around, you know. I said, let's get, let me get him. Well, for that time he done shot his mother, and uh, he took off in the car, and I'd run him. And I don't mean this in, as a much of a way. I oh don't yeah. Mean it like oh that. yeah. But I'd run him to his daddy's house at the time. Ben didn't know know who it was until I and then I figured out it's too late then they had uh, while they had charged me with the murder and I was as innocent as you know you know you know as much about it right now as I do yeah that's how and then I found out all about this stuff which I lost so much blood before I'd do this all this problem I, 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 they had to give me nine units they pronounced me dead when they I'd got shot twice wow and they uh, found out I mean I managed to get down to uh, so 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 he turned the gun on you after his daddy yeah his daddy okay so I had to and this sounds like a macho, it ain't. Oh, no. But no, I ended up after taking them both on. Yeah. But, uh, uh, but uh, anyway, time they got me to the hospital, they, they pronounced me dead. At the, at the, pulled the sheets up over me. Wow. And uh, then uh, there's a nurse come by and uh, heard me struggling trying to breathe yeah it just heard me juggling in there and she came in there and uh, as far as i know they pulled her she she pulled the sheep back and said he's not and they started working with me so they put holes in me here and there and you know and they, mm-hmm. and they rushed me to johnson city to the old moore hospital yeah know? and uh I, I stayed there and then i got ahead of myself far i was in there and then one day See, I didn't know them. Anybody had been even shot, yeah. except me, you know. Mm-hmm. And then 
I was in the hospital and my 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 sister's husband come up there and tell me about it. And I said, well, ain't nobody got shot. I mean, and then he said, yeah, they've got you charged, you know. And, um, you know, but anyway, it went on, you know, as time went on, you know, it went to court and uh, uh, and the state's attorney, I, I think, maybe I can think of his name anyway. That's, but anyway, and he listened to all of it and he, and he he told the whole the whole he said the only one I know really that I feel like is telling the truth is that Preston boy. He said I believe he's telling the truth. All mm -hmm. the rest of them, they was the one who was trying to team in on me, you know. Yeah. But anyway, they ruled it. Uh, they charged him. Okay. Uh, the, the boy. But anyway, as time goes on, uh, you would think. You really would think you would get right yeah. with God from that point, but not so. I, I got much, much worse, much worse. I'll not go into all of that, but yeah. I just got in worse and worse, and it led down to uh, she was uh, going to get a divorce, and she... She was a good person. Mm -hmm. I'm the sorry, yeah. the sorry one. But as time went on, and to 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 really get this thing in the right respected place, I had I didn't know what conviction was. I, mm -hmm. I, I didn't know a thing about that. But I never had so much going on in my mind. I I started once just uh, I had some old guns and carried old pistols, but I. Uh, I, I thought about this, this and it all, you know, because sin had caught up with me. Uh, all of these other things uh, had come alive, and then you, you, you know, just a mm -hmm. lot of things. And uh, and she was going to get a divorce, and she 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 had every right in the world to. But here's where the the thing starts going. She uh, she went to church and uh, over where her mother had went, and she got she got she got saved. And she she told me she said I I got saved. I know nothing about that. I mean, really. Yeah. I mean, yeah. In my heart, I really thought you went to church and you done better. That's I, yeah. never, I never never did the Holy Spirit in But anyway, and I told her, I said, well, I'll not come around you drinking, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, that didn't, uh, and so as that went on there, and this this all happened within a, in a week. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I have never, I have never been so miserable and don't know what it was. <laughs> uh, it's awful. Uh, then I, this is going through the the times, and I called my sister, and I said, uh, "I think I'll come and go to church with you." Said, now this is a different place for my wife. Yeah. So I went to, went to church. Now to remind you, everybody in the world knew me. Everybody come. They yeah. would come. Now, I never did. I'd always go with them. We'd always. 
uh, I, I would uh, I'd lied so much it was pathetic back then. I, I mean, I meant it from my heart. I'm gonna yeah. quit drinking, you know. Yeah. I'm gonna quit. Uh, I, I shot. Uh, I mean, back then you, uh, you 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 bought the stuff and boiled it and made yeah. it work. But anyway, uh, I just uh, and my sister she said, "Yeah, come on." Well, there ain't nobody come around me. Nothing, nothing. That old boy was with me. Uh, Ronnie Barry was married to my sister. He was mm-hmm. lost as a duty in high weeds himself <laughs> too. And uh, we went to. Uh, my sister, Mary and Leroy, took us, and I'll never understand, and to this day I don't understand how that happened that way, but they had the one took up Piney Grove, that's where they mm-hmm. took. And uh, I got there, and, and Ronnie Barry was with me. We, we got, I got to walk, I don't know how he, how he managed, but <laughs> I just walked up there, and I have never in my life I've never had nothing as miserable in all my born days. Come on, me. And this happened, not like this, but back trying to sleep and all this stuff, and all this stuff. But anyway, it set in on me when I come up there. And, and I started up that little old sidewalk, and them, them elder people run their hands out there, shake hands with, you know. Honest to goodness, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> uh, nobody said nothing. I mean, yeah, nobody. Yeah. Glad you're here. I mean, they speak to you, and, you know. But the but the conviction of God was already. Oh, on, yeah. And I, I, I didn't know what it was yeah. at the time being. You know, he ain't made himself known to me. Yep. But anyway, uh, I started walking up through there, and uh, I got ahead of myself. Before I went in, I told my sister Leroy, I said, won't you come and go in? I said, something might happen. And I don't know what I said that because I didn't know nothing about it. But anyway, they wouldn't go in, you know. But anyway, I went on in and I started up that step, and that choir was singing. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I am never in my life. And you got you got to face, uh, look at this. This church is packed. Oh, yeah. It's already packed. Mm-hmm. That's in the old sanctuary. And yet they're coming in so much. There's so many behind you. I mean, and I'm not thinking about turning around and going by. I don't mean it. But they just keep coming, and, yeah. and they're in front of you, and there's no place to sit. <laughs> and you keep walking. Well, this one here falls off another way, and this one falls. You ain't got no place. I'm about halfway up the middle of the aisle, and I absolutely thought I was going to just absolutely break completely down. And I started bawling. <laughs> and then that's when the devil spoke, and I didn't even know who he was. Mm-hmm. He said, you're going to act like that in front of all these people. Well, naturally, you choke and choke it back and stuff. Mm-hmm. No place to say it. And I ended up, keep walking, ended up on the very front row. There was three vacancies right there on that front, the very front seat. One for old Ronnie Barry, and one for old Wentzler here, and then Paul Paul Crow mm-hmm. walked over. And, yeah, sat down right beside of me and asked me my name and and uh, and all about that. And I I, I told him who, but I said to my inside. I didn't say it. Mm-hmm. Get away from me. Let me die. Leave me alone. <laughs> you know. Uh, but uh, that that that's a that's a really amazing part of that story that. God already had your seat saved in that church. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ready yeah, for you. Yeah. Then he, uh, 
he got up there and uh, I, you know, he made his announcements and stuff and glad this and that. And then he said, I, uh, so glad that uh, Mr. Press was here and uh, called Ron his name and, and, and he went on that. And then he, and then he said, talked on there and then he said, if there's anybody here lost, said just just hold your hand up and show the the church you're interested in God you're interested in. and I'm telling you this is all I done right here and I thought for so <laughs> you just a, just a quick jerk yes hand I up. thought <laughs> I thought I was gonna die right there and he got up and preached I I I couldn't tell you one thing he preached I couldn't tell you a thing but he preached and he uh, Went in to get, you know, out there preaching, and he gave the altar call. And I, I don't know where you ever heard him give an altar call. Oh, yeah. There's, no, there's nobody in the world can give mm-hmm. an altar call like Paul. But he just got in talking. I, I mean, I I don't even know what he was saying, but I sat there and just shivered and shook. And he and he, and he, and he, he said, why don't you do it anybody? And I made one step, and that's when he gloriously Save my soul. I ended up, the pulpit was right here. I ended up going up the steps. Paul's right here, and I got down right here. I, I didn't know how to pray. Mm-hmm. I, did, I didn't, I, honest, I, 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 I don't even, I don't even, I, I don't even know what, if I said anything. I mumbled and jumbled, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. But I was saved. As soon as you took that first step. First step. And he asked me if, uh, said, you believe the Lord to save you? I said, I believe he saved me. I know he saved me. And I said, I'll, I'll, I'll meet you in paradise. Wow. And that's been, that's the story. I've, I've told you, I won't tell you all of the story. Oh, yeah. it's, it's too, too, it's too gross of my life. And I, I don't understand. want, to, I don't want my family no, I, to, I understand to, to, to hurt from it. But God is, Jason, God has been so good to me. Me too, brother. Uh, you know the history of my my vocab the vocab in my mind is very limited. Mm-hmm. Do I know the scripture? You better believe. It. You better believe. It. <laughs> I know. I know. Many times I've had great uh, talks with you about scripture in the uh, hallway. You uh, know it for but, sure. But uh, but I don't mean it. God has allowed me to know. I don't mean mm-hmm. it. I'm smart, but he's he's allowed me. But I, I I will say this much. He's allowed me to study. I wish I could keep it in me. Mm-hmm. But he's let me. I have studied the scripture, and I've studied under J. Vernon McGee mm-hmm. for forty-two years. I I, I don't have. Uh, there's nothing that, that he's got out there that I don't have, as I know of. <laughs> uh, and then I've got all the scripture from Genesis to Revelation on. Very that, good, that. very good teacher to learn from. <laughs> uh, but God has been uh, been good to me. He's allowed me to be in. Uh, Three churches. I've had the opportunity to be, be as I am right now. I've had the opportunity in all of them, but I didn't take it in all of them. Yeah, that was that's actually part of one of my next questions. Is you and your son have been such great influences on my wife. Like if somebody would ask me right now, who's the greatest? You know. Who who's one of the greatest men of God? You know your your name would be immediately you know mentioned, but 
looking back on Strong Tower Baptist for you, did you did you see it going to where it is today in that first meeting you were in? No, uh, no, really. Uh, how I come to to the knowledge of Strong Tower, my I was well satisfied where I was at in mm -hmm. Blessed Hope, but he, uh, my son, come to me and asked me if uh, if I would uh, help him mm -hmm. get and and not, not as he needed. Here's what you got to look at. I had been a deacon mm -hmm. for ten years, and my name was out in the in the banks. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And uh, and of course he, I, I, I'm I'm sure he needed some of my learning a little bit, I guess. You know. But anyway, but that's uh, and I said, uh, yeah. I, I said, you know how I am. And he said, <laughs> he said, yeah. And he said, that's the reason I want you to help me. And I mean, I mean that from my heart. I, I mean, I absolutely. I don't. Uh, if I know, I do not play games. Now, I, I, I don't uh, think that I'm better or I know any more than anybody. But I do know God. Absolutely. And, and but. Uh, but that's how it started there. Mm -hmm. But uh, he uh, he started this, and, and of course I he of course naturally they they had to, I think it's about I may be wrong on this. I, I, Fifteen or sixteen, I think. Uh, yeah, I think there was there was thirteen people, including Ansel. That's in, when in we the, sat down to talk yep, this thing out. Yep, there was thirteen people in the first yeah, meeting, and they uh, that uh, that uh, I seem uh, was, I believe it might have been Andrew. Uh, you know, so mm -hmm. I, I feel like we need to nominate Ansel to be a, a deacon. You know, which I you know I just. But that don't make me no better or nothing. Oh no, you know. no, no! But, but you were a you are you yeah, a strong leader. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then uh, uh, that's uh, that's when it started. But now it it really picked up uh, during. The, I mean, from the moving to slapping the chairs there and the moving the, yeah. the dog biscuit chair in there. <laughs> yeah, there and, back at the old fair. Yeah, and, and and it it really picked up, and I, I it was. Some of the greatest moments I really in Strong Tower was. I mean, we have great moments. Now, oh yeah, but, uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. But but that's the, that's near and dear to my heart too. Yeah, you know yeah, those, yeah. those those moments where we were all working yeah. together. And there's there's actually a picture. I don't I don't know if you remember it. Very first service we were working the Saturday before, and there's a picture of you hanging up the curtains. Yeah, and you're smiling oh. from ear to ear. You know, yeah. I mean, as I mean, as happy as can be. And I was actually holding the ladder. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in the picture. But I was telling my wife last night, as I was telling her, you know, we, we were going to do the podcast with you. I said that is one of my most fondest memories of this church because I was holding the ladder for you, and you were you, you were hanging up the curtains, and you were the happiest person that could possibly be. You know, and somebody you know that's 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 older starting a whole new church mm -hmm. with all new people mm -hmm. but you were so ready to do it and that was something that i'll never forget you worked yeah. just as hard as any oh, of yeah. us yeah. you know guys that were in our 20s enjoyed it. enjoyed it and there was so much joy on your face to just be able to help wherever you could help mm -hmm. and that's something that i'll never forget that's something that i'll tell my kids that you know this now i guess then you were in your 60s 
I mean, you were you were pretty much. I was pretty much. Uh, I you was were, pretty much in. You were working circles yeah. around us, you know. It's like because you were excited, you know. Yeah. You know, your son was starting a church, but um, how old are you now? You're seventy-eight. Seventy-eight. So you were sixty-eight then. You know, it was ten years ago when we when we were doing that. And for all you podcast listeners, I am not exaggerating. Big Ansel would literally work circles around all of us, uh, setting up whatever we need to do and it was so awesome to see you work that hard to see god's will be done there you go right there you know no matter what you had to do you your your focus when you came in was i want to do god's will and i want it to be done the way he wants it done and i'll never forget that as long as i live you've you've been a great inspiration to me and when i started telling people about the podcast that hey i'm going to record some people's stories it was a resounding. Everybody said you got to get Big Ansel on there. You got, <laughs> you you know you got to talk to him. There's so much respect for you in this church in this community. You know, and you talk about your past life, and we all have past lives. I I have one that I, I that I absolutely hate. Oh yeah. Oh but, yeah. But to watch that transformation, brains you. Yeah. From from uh, out of that. From out of the Death. grave, yep, from Death. out of the grave into, into into the garden. I mean, it's just, it, it's so amazing to hear your story because I've never really sat down and talked yeah. to you about it. And, but sometimes we don't understand those moments that we're in. Like I said, I was standing there holding that ladder. Like then I didn't really understand it. But as I've watched you work so hard for this church, I watched Ansel work so hard for this church to make it what it is today, but you've always kept it whatever God's will. You never forced anything. You never tried to make something that wasn't there, but you always live by that, and that's that's something that I'll always respect. You always done everything in God's will, you know, and that's that's something that's hard to find these days because people want to force stuff. You know, yeah. they want to make it yeah. what they want to make it. Yeah. But I, I, I've heard you say it. I can't even tell you how many times. You know, whatever God's will is. You know, if it's God's will, you know, then we'll do this. But you always work so hard on stuff. And that's just something that will always stick with me. And you've been a good, a big influence. So I wanted to ask you, who has been your biggest influence in your Christian life? Raymond Ifrish. Yeah. I, I actually had a feeling you were going to say that. Ray, I Raymond Ampris. I've had, I've got a lot, but Raymond Ampris is one of the one of the the main leads. Ace Shepherd. These mm-hmm. uh, and many many. R. C. Phillips. He he's the one. I had been saved. Uh, I had been saved a week. He's the Sunday school superintendent. Mm-hmm. And he asked me to open Sunday school up here. And, 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 I mean, you know my my life, I can't, mm-hmm. you know. And he said, "Well, you can do it." I said, "I can't. I can't do that." <laughs> he said, "Yeah, I'll be right up there with you. You can do it." I said, "I said, I said, I can't even read. I can't. I can't." He said, "Are you saved?" I said, "Yeah, I'll do the best I know how." To. <laughs> and, uh, went That's on it. from there, and then I've had uh, I've helped prayer meetings. I've even helped uh, bury a few people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, and I don't mean God has allowed me 
Oh yeah. To be absolutely in places. Uh, I'll tell you some of the good things that God has allowed me. I mean, he's, he's been good in all things, but to show you some as little we on as I am, he allowed me sit and talk to professors at the college and shut them up and they listen to me. <laughs> I mean, this that's I mean, God knows he power of God. Yeah. And they just sat there in their eyes or dance. <laughs> uh, what did I say? I couldn't tell you now. <laughs> Indeed, uh, but God is, uh, I'm going to tell you another thing. The greatest gift that man can ever have is the Lord Jesus Christ saving your soul. Next greatest thing to that is conviction in your life. Conviction mm -hmm. to know that he weaves you along in life. And look at life just like a spider web. And you're out there in it. And sometimes you get tangled up, tangled up, and mm -hmm. he'll, he'll weave you right back in. And uh, and uh, and what he's given me, he saved my soul. And I will say this here to let, for anybody to know. My vocabulary is very limited very limited and I thank God for that mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you the reason why I've stood and I've watched people in churches on top of churches I've been around them it could do anything and yet would not do anything but God kept me exactly where I at where I would hunger mm -hmm. want, want, and that's what made me me want to go after the Lord so much because I have so little knowledge that he lets, lets me go and, mm -hmm. and it's a hunger I can't explain it faithfulness the most that's the greatest thing that you be faithful be faithful don't let anything jerk you out be faithful I mean you these problems come up problems come up with in your mind, you want to go somewhere or another and just crawl under a bush. But there's a spirit of God lies down in me. It just, it just I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> I understand. Um, I, well, I, I, I say this every time I do the podcast, but I honestly could sit here all night with you and talk just because there's so many good stories and lessons that you can teach me, and I've, and I've always tried to learn from my elders and people that I know have lived a godly life. Um, but there's so many people in this church that look up to you that, you know, look for you, you know, look to you for guidance and, you know, for help. But this, this podcast, you know, like we said, goes out to more than just our church. It goes out to our community and it goes out to, like I said, we have actually more than one country that it goes to, but I always like to end the podcast with, my guests being able to say something that they want to say, but I actually want to make a request from you. If, if you can speak to somebody that's lost and you know, somebody that's lost is going to listen to this, what would you tell them? The greatest, the greatest gift that he is, is the Lord Jesus Christ. And the greatest thing he will speak to you. It's up to you where you move to him. That's the free will and choice of the mankind. And, if he starts dealing with you, talking to you, listen to him, and go to him. The greatest gift it is when he comes into your life. 
things that you hated. I hated anything about Christ or anything. Didn't know him. Mm-hmm. But when he opened his heart up, I opened my heart up. And then he, I just cracked the door and he jumped in. And I've been a blabber ever since. <laughs> trying to tell the story about Christ. The greatest gift that there is, just open your heart up and let Christ come in. He'll bring you from all shackles. Every shackle that there is, there's many shackles. Many drugs, many things, many all anything is, anything is nothing. He can bring you out of it and start your life all over. We hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you would like more information about our church, please visit us at strongtowerbaptist.org.